BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hi, this is Chris Purica. I'm here at Sunstroke House, and I'm going to play a little piece of my song, Holy, for you um, on acoustic guitar. And then we're going to chat. Thank you so much for taking the time. Cool, yeah. Great show. Thank you. It's a great way to wrap up the year here for sure. Sure. So for you too, you got one more show tomorrow. One more show in Atlanta, yeah. And so uh, just tell me a little bit about growing up and where you were from and just uh, how you got into music. Sure. Um, well, I I mean, the, 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 the bullet points are I was born in Athens, Greece. Uh, my dad's Greek, and they happened to be living there at the time, my folks. Um, and uh, But I moved to the States when I was two. And so uh, they moved to Connecticut, and that's where I grew up. 
and that's all I remember. So yeah, um, I spent the first uh, well the next twenty years of my life living in Connecticut. I uh, went to, uh, you know did uh, grade school there and everything, and then I I actually even went to college in Connecticut. I went to Wesleyan University, but uh, for music stuff, at like a pretty young age, I I started just wanting to play music and no one in my family is musical I I didn't have role models in that way um, I just like decided I wanted to play the guitar when I was like eight or so and my parents let me they paid for some lessons and I know I was kind of just like a, I was just a kid and I was you know I was kind of like cool I did that for like a year and then I didn't really do it for a while after that and then but I was still like kind of writing songs like I started writing songs like uh, on the piano when I was kid and mm-hmm. I didn't really play piano I didn't really play guitar and then when I was 16 I, t- I picked up the guitar again and, and then I just started writing songs right away it was just kind of a thing that I needed to, to do I think and I started taking guitar lessons again when I was 16 and I took some lessons on and off uh, in high school and college and um, started playing out when I was in college um, playing open mics and opening for people and stuff and that's how I got my start and yeah. so 2004, the first record came out, right? Yeah, I made an EP. Like, I, I just recorded... I was going to be going on tour. It's this uh, kind of longer... It's like a three-month tour, and I was opening some shows, and this was in 2001, and mm-hmm. I had just graduated from college, and I had a bunch of songs, and so I decided to make an EP myself. I recorded that, like, on an eight-track, mm-hmm. like, and you know, and... So that EP I had, and I sold that for a few years, um, uh, but it's not really available anymore. So the first like studio record that I made, an actual studio with other musicians, was um, the one that you referred to. It's called Driving North, and it came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. So just like uh, during that period, and just with, um, with college, and getting out and playing and making that EP, and... Um, I guess just to talk about the songwriting process. Now you talk a lot about during the show tonight with sharing um, the behind the scenes of the songs. Uh, do you see a development as it's come? You, see, you know, a lot of times you share you, you write about yourself. And sure, so. sure. Um, like my process. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think yeah, I I do kind of use songwriting as a little bit of just kind of an outlet, an emotional outlet, and a way of processing emotion. So. Um, I think that that's my primary focus when I write a song is kind of like to work through something that's going on for me. Um, so yeah, a lot of my songs are, are personal and, uh, I mean, they're all personal obviously, but a lot of them are, are like about my own experience and, and then I have a handful that are about other people's experiences or, or more like storytelling songs. Um, and I almost always start with, a guitar part first I kind of pick up a guitar and just you know start playing whatever kind of comes and then if I like I'm interested in that thing then I'll start singing a melody around that and then it's usually the lyrics are last and then I work a long time on the lyrics sometimes I mean that's probably the, the biggest limiting factor is like I'll have songs that are like done they have all the parts but I don't have like the like words for them that I mm-hmm. feel because I feel picky about that part like that's really important to me, so mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time working on that. Yeah, the words are um, that. So I had Soren on at the beginning of this year, and uh, 
she's a very young songwriter, early 20s. Okay. And uh, that was something that she took away quick, and it was something that I learned uh, from her was, I don't want to waste the music on words I could have put a whole lot more thought into. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah I want to make right. sure I get it out. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, flesh it out, you mean, like, make it, make it quality kind right. of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to just kind of be like, cool, it's done now, you know, like, make up whatever you know and I, I actually started um, doing more stream of consciousness writing which um, is a good tool I think but you can't I don't I don't think I mean it's every every once in a while you'll write a song that's like pretty brilliant from stream of consciousness writing but it's not usually like mm-hmm. you know gonna be like your best work um, uh, I think I mean it might be true for some people but for me I think like uh, that's just kind of a way to get the get the gears moving it's a good place to come back to. Yeah. And so just over the years and just a little bit about the road and um, just all over the United States and you shared about going to Alaska for the first time. What are some of the most memorable moments or maybe uh, collaborations you've had over the years with other artists? Sure. Um, I mean, I've been I've been touring now for like about 18 years, so there's a lot, there's a lot there. I mean, it's mm-hmm. hard to like kind of pick things out, but I mean... The first tour I did after college was really memorable and just that like it kind of like set me up in a way where I I was opening up for a friend of mine named Alex Olson. She's a, she was a poet and I was opening up for her and playing with her a little bit and um, it kind of gave me like showed me the ropes basically like how it works and kind of got to see what that was like. Um, and then I collaborated with a lot of people in Northampton and like some people have gone on to to do really cool other stuff. Um, one of my really closest friends from high school is her name's Meryl Garbus, mm-hmm. and she's the mastermind songwriter behind the band called Tune Yards, and they're like quite well-known band. And she used to play fiddle for me, and like we collaborated a lot in earlier stuff that I did, and that was super cool. Um, I met Gregory Gregory Allen Isakov in around 2005, I think, and. Um, we became friends and we toured a lot in the aughts. Um, mm-hmm. We did um, a bunch of tours. Like he opened for my Dryland tour uh, when Dryland came out in 2006. He's a brilliant man and a brilliant songwriter in his own right. Yeah, he is fantastic. And he actually sings on Holy, which is the track that I started out the session with. He, mm-hmm. um, on my record, he sings harmony on there. And yeah, he's, he's a brilliant songwriter. Uh, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, I think probably my most memorable tour moment was that I did this big tour with my band when I released How I Learned to See in the Dark in 2010. And uh, I was on tour with, it was four, I guess it was mostly four of us. And then this is some kind of people came and, came and went uh, throughout. But we, we decided we wanted to get tour tattoos. <laughs> yeah. And we like, we were really kind of joking about it the whole time. Like, we should do the thing because it was just like such a great tour and such good people and just really good vibes and we kind of just wanted to remember it and we were just joking about it and then on the last show of the tour we like showed up and I was just like it was in Lawrence Kansas and we were like yo do you like happen to know any like cool tattoo spots in town like just to like the person that you know the sound guy or whatever mm-hmm. and he's like oh yeah like there's this great guy he comes in all the time like he just like he'll be here in like 30 minutes yeah 
and he's like texting his bud bud brings his like tattoo book whatever and we we talked to him and we he's like yeah like i'll open up the place after your show you all come by and like we'll do this thing and we were just like not expecting it to happen at all so it was just kind of like holy like holy crap like that's cool yeah and so yeah so we all got these same matching tattoos on different places but we got this design and and that was one of my favorite tour moments ever because it was like so the camaraderie yeah, the camaraderie, but also just the way that it happened, like, that they happened, they happened, there happened with this guy that was, like, gonna let us go there after our show. Like, that doesn't really happen. Like, it was pretty, mm-hmm. it was, like, a next level thing where, I mean, maybe, like, you go in the morning and get them, but, yeah, it was really neat, and it was a good experience, and I remember that tour really fondly. Yeah. And so, recently left New England, well, I say recent, you said 10 years, right? Out on the West Coast now? Um, well, yeah, I've been out in Portland for seven years. So I kind of, I, I, I lived in Western Massachusetts for a long time, and then I moved to Brooklyn for one year, and then I moved to Portland. Mm-hmm. And so just, just from coast to coast, um, was, it, was it just to take the leap and uh, just for yourself, or was it for your career? Or like, uh what, what did moving out there mean at the time? Um, I, I mean, I'd always wanted to move to Portland. Um, when I graduated from college, I went to visit and, like, was really considering moving out there right after college. But, like, all my family and friends were on the East Coast, so it felt too far at mm-hmm. the time. And I was pretty close with my family, so I didn't really want to do it then. But I, like, talked about it for years. Like, people got really annoyed about how I was just like, I'm going to move to Portland. They were like, cool, like, move to Portland. But it took me, like, 10 years before I did it, pretty much. So, um, yeah, just, like, I always really connected with the place. It's one of the few places that I've traveled to where I feel like I fit in. Mm -hmm. It feels like a really good fit for me. And there's a really cool music scene there. And Mm -hmm. definitely, like, made a lot of really good friends. And... Uh, it's a good I'm also like a gardener and like I really just like green space and you know I'm not I'm not a big city person so for, for as far as cities go it's like it's like it's a nice place to yeah. land you know yeah absolutely yeah and so just interests outside of music uh, you mentioned uh, I think biology right yeah that is my past life <laughs> <laughs> yeah I studied biology in college when I graduated I worked in a microbiology lab at Smith College for four years and um, worked with this really awesome professor and I, I like really loved it and it was a thing I kind of phased out a little bit so that I could do music more and then I, I ended up doing music full time. Yeah, cool. And so uh, I guess uh, two more questions. Sure. Is uh, So in time off um, in Portland, um, favorite hobbies or things to do and just... Uh, while you're not out touring, maybe even taking a break from writing. Right. Um, I really love gardening. It's like my thing that I am most into. Um, in terms of not music stuff, like I, I've gotten into like herbal medicine and just vegetable gardening and and like herbal gardening and. Uh, uh, so that that's I mean that's like, that's a pretty like deep hobby. I became a master gardener, which is. It's like a course that you did kind of <laughs> to do a thing and so that that's like a that's pretty much like where I put a lot of energy when I'm not touring um, and like 
Yeah, um, I, I tour a lot, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a lot out on the road. So that's sort of like, yeah, I mean, that's sort of where it lands, like a lot of gardening stuff, and and then just like, you know, being a human, yeah. you know, spending time with people you love, and um, I, you know, enjoy like cooking and like, like those kinds of things, and home life stuff, and just, when I'm not on the road, I like to have a little bit of domestic life go on, because it's. It's really different and it's really grounding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right, and so uh, just to talk about 2020, and uh, we'll walk out the door here. Sure. So uh, tour lined up. So I have um, some stuff coming up in February. I when I was in high school, I'm like I, I grew. I went to high school in the 90s. So when I was in high school, I was a really really big fan. My favorite band was Togo S. Brockett. Get out of here favorite band that's a dope band i know the best i was obsessed so i was like i was like a weird like nerd about it like i was like this is my favorite band Mm -hmm. so fast forward a really long time and so the shows i'm doing in february i'm opening up for glenn phillips who is the lead singer of toad Uh and he has a solo career and they've also been touring as a band for a while like for a few years and um but i've never I've never played shows with him before, so I'm really excited. Yeah. So that's all in the Bay Area in San Francisco and stuff, doing a few shows together. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm coming out here to the East Coast. Uh, well, I guess, you, I don't know, you can, it's East? No, it's, it's Central. It's more South, yeah. Yeah. So East Coast, Northeast, I'm doing four shows opening up for another songwriter named Sarah Harmer. She's a really, like, wonderful Canadian uh, singer-songwriter that really, like... Um, put out the bulk of her material probably 15 years ago or so um and hasn't released a record in like 10 years she's got a new one coming out so i'm i'm really excited it's really beautiful and that that's happening in february we're doing new york and philly and dc and boston together so great yeah and then after that hopefully writing because i haven't put a record out in a really long time it's been like um you know I'm gonna put out the a live thing in in 2017, so it's been a couple of years, and my last studio album came out in 2016, so I'm due for for a, a new thing, and I need to work on writing more. Cool. Yeah. Well, great, Chris. Well, thank you so much for thank taking the so time much. to sit down with us on your own porch talk. Yeah, porch talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. News and notes. Thank you so much for listening to Porch Talk. If you haven't done so already, I would ask that you would rate and review the show. And uh, subscribe. Next time you're having a conversation about music, why don't you tell them about Chris? So after it was all said and done, I got a copy of Back in the Ring. We're going to be sharing a song off that album called Cabin Fever to close everything out. But Chris recommended How I Learned to See in the Dark and was kind enough to give me a copy. So... I adjusted my ride home so I could hear the whole thing and uh, really enjoyed the album. Great recommendation. So guys, I'm going to get on out of here. This is a song called Cabin Fever. Peace out.
I know. 